Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome in to another episode of Real Sports Talk by Naraj. Hope you're all doing well. May 27, 2021. What a busy day. Getting out of work a little bit late, but that's okay. Nice weather and overall day, so happy about that. I'm going to do a short episode today, recap all the NBA playoff action that took place yesterday, as well as talk about an NFL player that recently retired and what he really meant to the game of the NFL over the years. So to kick off things, the Sixers, the Philadelphia 76ers, uh, cruised to a 120-95 win over the Washington Wizards to increase the lead to 2-0 in the first round series here. Uh, ben Simmons did more offensively in this game, scoring 22 points, had 9 assists, and Bede played very well with 22 points you know, putting putting on a show in his own way. Tobias had Tobias Harris had 19 points. The Sixers obviously are the better team than the Washington Wizards. They have obviously Doc Rivers who's doing a good job so far. But the real test for Philadelphia will be the next round, in my opinion. For this particular game, I mean, they just got to their spots. They moved the ball extremely well, and they really turned it up in the second quarter and the fourth quarter. Uh, to put this one away um, they had the rebounding advantage um, and they just kept getting shots when they had to get shots I would like to see their bench do a lot more better than they've looked so far uh, especially Tyrese Maxey who I think is starting to show some strides but it's got to do much much more uh, for that second unit and, and obviously Shake Milton Seth Curry got to keep trying to find ways to score and be creating shots you know because they are going to be needed, especially later in this postseason when the, when the you know the Sixers get past the Wizards. You know they need their bench to really respond and play well and get more consistent over time. Um, but they did a good job yesterday overall. You know, although it was against the Washington Wizards, it was at least a sign in the right direction. As for the Washington Wizards, I mean they shot two of 22 from the three-point line. Uh, Russell Westbrook had not. You know, he had a rough game, ended up getting injured, um, had to leave the game with an ankle, you know, issue. And it was just really uncalled to see a fan throw popcorn on top of him as he was heading to the tunnel. That is not great to see at all. Um, and look, I like the, I love fans. I think that obviously they are an important part of, of any sport. But when you do things like that, some of the players that you either you know, you boo against or cheer against. You just don't do that kind of that you know kind of nonsense. And players need to be more protected. They have the right to get upset and frustrated and talk about it uh, because you know these guys put a lot of effort, a lot of time into being on an NBA court. And Westbrook just got an injury. He got into the locker room, and you know you have a fan do that kind of stupid kind of thing. Not not a good look for that fan. And hopefully he gets punished accordingly. You know, missing maybe the rest of the series, but you know, NBA players go through a lot. Um, and look, cheering and booing is the nature of the game, but don't ever throw some stuff at a, at a player that just kind of crosses the line. Um, so, you know, he wasn't able to finish this one out. Uh, but overall, the Washington Wizards just aren't getting enough effort from their supporting cast. I mean, Davis Bertans, who was paid by the Washington Wizards now just a year ago isn't producing you're not seeing Robin Lopez be able to do much 
they're just struggling to get shots and, and score. You know, you're just not seeing that effort from the Washington Wizards. They don't have elite shooters on that team. That's kind of the problem is that they aren't able to keep up with keep up with the with the Sixers and they, they aren't able to keep up with the offense of the game. In the first in the first game game one they were able to. They were able to. But in this particular game they didn't have the same energy and look they they're not they may not even win a game in this series but they got to be much better. At least keep it close. <laughs> keep it close because at least give Bradley Beal a chance to to do something. You know, he had 33 points last night. Give him a chance at the end of a game to to you know to win maybe, um, but they just weren't able to do that. They just made too many defensive mistakes, and the Wizards just didn't execute. They didn't execute. Uh, they got out rebounded by by the Sixers, and you know they weren't able to get too many fast break points. So, I mean, Philly is going to be really tested in the second round of the playoffs, in my opinion. Um, you know. The Wizards gotta find a way to win one game for their fans at home. Uh, Bradley Beal is gonna need more from his supporting cast. And Bertans, you know, I'm looking at you, man. Do something. Do something, man. Can I go, cannot go scoreless. You know, you gotta see these guys play with more energy. Draw fouls. Do something. But try to challenge Philadelphia. Try to do something to get a game to be tight. Um, otherwise, they're going to be going home in, 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 in a hurry, in my opinion. The New York Knicks bounced back um, with a Game 2 win yesterday over the Atlanta Hawks. Game 1 was obviously a tough one for a lot of Knicks fans. Uh, especially, you know, some of the known people that love the New York Knicks. And, look, I always root for New York teams. I may not always... Um, you know, get to talk with them as much, but I like when all the New York teams do well um, or have success. And the Knicks got their first playoff win in almost eight years. Uh, very special to see. You know, it's a long time coming for the New York Knicks, and they played extremely well yesterday, winning 101 to 92. They really had to fight off some bad offensive starts in this game. They really struggled to get it going early on in this game. You know, they weren't able to stop the Atlanta Hawks. Um, Julius Randle was struggling to get him going. Alfred Payton didn't look that great. You know, but the Knicks found a way to wake up in the second half of the game. You know, Julius Randle had a nice opening bucket. And the biggest thing was that Derrick Rose got to start in the second half. Um, being able to put up 26 points. He was absolutely sensational, making key shots all game long um, you know driving to the basket assisting on many of these you know passes I mean Derrick Rose really turned back the clock yesterday you know he provided that boost the Knicks needed for their confidence they outscored the Atlanta Hawks in the third quarter 32 to 18 so all around excellent job Oban Toppin had a highlight dunk Alex Burks played very very well you know Reggie Bullock in this game had 15 points. And the biggest thing, the Knicks got the Knicks got quality production from their bench. And if their bench can play like this going forward, they will have a chance to win this series. Their bench has to be a factor in this. So you know, you've got to keep seeing more quickly, more of, you know, the bench starting to come alive. Nerlens Noel 
you know, he's showing up in some spots. The Knicks play with much more energy and confidence. Last night, it was really nice to see. They kind of finished this game out. Um, you know, Julius Randle put up the finishing touches in this game with a, with, you know, with, with a layup and then with, with a pass touches for a dunk. So, you know, Randle finished strong. Um, and that's the big thing you want to see from Julius Randle, who was given the most improved player of the year award by his son, which was a very cute moment to see. And, you know, the Knicks got a crucial win um, that now the series is 1-1 heading to Atlanta. Look at the Hawks in this game. They had their chances. They had their chances to possibly close the gap and take the lead against the Knicks. Trey Young did his usual stuff, you know, dropping 30 points. Uh, the Knicks were able to slow him down a little bit, but he still ended up having a big game. Um, Gallinari, DeAndre Hunter, um, and their bigs didn't do much. The Atlanta Hawks missed a lot of three-pointers yesterday. A couple of easy looks they could have made. So the Hawks left a lot of missed shots out there. Uh, they got out on the on the rebounding. Um, so, you know, Trey Young obviously did his thing and it's going to be a really entertaining game three. Um, I, in my opinion, it's going to be really fun to see how this goes. How this goes. I mean, both teams have kind of killed each other these three games, but uh, the Knicks need that win yesterday. You just want to see if they can continue to play much better on the road now against the Atlanta Hawks on, on Friday, on Friday evening. And the night game that took place um, last night between, between the Utah Jazz and the Memphis Grizzlies. The Grizzlies obviously winning game one. And the Jazz were able to bounce back and they got their superstar back in Donovan Mitchell who made his return from a sprained uh, ankle injury in the regular season you know he was a late scratch for game one he came back and provided the spark and the boost that the Utah Jazz number one Utah Jazz needed to even up the series you know he had 25 points Rudy Gobert had an excellent block on John Morant he had about 21 points and 13 rebounds and it was good to see the surrounding Utah Jazz players, especially the other Bogdanovich and you know Robert O'Neill, to do extremely well, stepping up uh, to contribute. You know, the Jazz got well, you know, got well balanced effort of scoring throughout this game yesterday, and they won. They won by a score of 141 to 129. So everybody chipped in, including Jordan Clarkson. You know, they kept it up. They kept it up on the Memphis Grizzlies, who the Grizzlies played a decent game um, in, in the beginning. Um, they obviously turned it up in the third quarter. I think putting up like 43 points in the third quarter. Uh, but Memphis, I mean, John Morant had a career high of 47 points. I mean, he was just doing so many things on the court, hitting all these shots. I mean, John Morant is so good when he has it going. You know, Dylan Brooks had 23. Uh, but this game just came down to the Utah Jazz being much better. Um, scoring when they had to score, you know, win the rebounding battle. And the Jazz hit 19 three-pointers to eight for the Memphis Grizzlies. So the Grizzlies just weren't able to find their shots. Valchunas did okay. Could have done a little bit better. Um, he's going to have to start emerging a little bit more 
I think, um, you know, for the Grizzlies to have a chance in this series. Um, but it was a great game, and the Utah Jazz were just better. Donovan Mitchell definitely made the difference in, in being in this game. He really, you know, he really took it on. Uh, he wanted to lead the Jazz to victory. They made some key baskets, kept offense going. You know, forced Memphis to keep playing to their their style, and it was very impressive to see um, Utah Jazz bounce back. They are still going to have their challenges in this series because Memphis is going to be, you know, going out back to their home court, and it's going to be really up to Donovan Mitchell um, to kind of keep it going. You know, he just came back from injury. You know, found some good shots. You know, can he keep it going on the road now at Memphis will be the key. Um, you just want to see how the Memphis bigs bounce back. Can Jaron Jackson and Valachunas find a way to be a, a bigger presence um, in Game 3 of this series? That will be, that'll be the key um, if they want to you know, win these next couple of games at home. The, the Memphis Grizzlies is going to have to play much bigger and get into their spots. So, uh, it's going to be fun. Obviously, there are some crucial games tonight that are coming into play. You know, you look at the Miami Heat. They have to find a way to win a game tonight against the Milwaukee Bucks. Can Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo have a monster game together? Can Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson shoot well tonight and can they take a game from the Milwaukee Bucks at home you know that'll be the key because the Heat are down in 2-0 hole you just want to see if they're able to bounce back um as for the Lakers um at home against Phoenix you just want to see if the Suns are going to come out and maybe start Cameron Payne Chris Paul's status is uncertain at, at this point. I mean, he may or may not play this game. And can Phoenix come into the Staples Center and still keep up their good shooting? You know, can they can they get to their spots early on? You know, will you see more from their? Will you see better execution from the from the Clipper uh, from sorry from the Suns because Booker's obviously going to be looking for a shot. Um, he'll be ultra aggressive. So, you know, the Lakers. You just want to see. And they can kind of withstand that, and can Dennis Schroeder, you know, have the same kind of performance in this in, in this game? You know, can we see Kyle Kuzma step up? Wesley Matthews step up on the bench of the Lakers tonight. That'll be crucial. I think Lakers win Game Three tonight. I think that the Miami Heat are going to win tonight because uh, they need to they, they, they need to win um, tonight. I think they'll get it tonight. Um, in, a, in a close one over, over the Milwaukee Bucks, you know. So I see that happening, and then finally you have Denver at Portland, one-one. You know, Damian Lillard on his home court. I expect Lillard and the Blazers to bounce back from a game two in which their bench did not do well. They're at home. I think Lillard and McCollum are going to go off, put up a lot of points. Uh, I think they're going to find a way to beat Denver tonight at home and grab a 2-1 lead in the series. And the question is, can Michael Porter and Aaron Gordon, can they do it on the road? Can they play well? Can they get into their 
offensive rhythms early on. Um, obviously, Jochik will do his usual thing, but you just want to see if Denver is able to come out strong, control the boards, get opportunities. You know, some guys are really going to have to step up for Denver in order for them to kind of hang in this game with the, with the Portland Trailblazers. Um, so it should be some really good action tonight. And can't wait to talk about those games tomorrow. Um, as it will be, you know, a battle in the trenches tonight. Uh, I think we're going to see, obviously, a lot of um, good games, hopefully close. Um, but I think Miami definitely has to win tonight. I think the Lakers should be able to win tonight. Although, you know, it's, it's going to come down to, you know, how LeBron and AD kind of go at it again. Can they, you know, get it going early on? And then for, you know, the Portland Trailblazers bench, if they can start scoring more regularly, you can see Norman Powell do much better and Carmelo kind of do much better in the minutes he gets. The Blazers will definitely find a way to win this game against Denver. It's going to be uh, fun to watch, and you know, playoff basketball will continue. Even tomorrow, with some more games that I can't wait to talk about and get into when those are those are going. So, playoff basketball on the way, very exciting. Um, and now I'm going to transition to an NFL topic in the next segment. So in this next segment, I just want to talk about the NFL a little bit and talk about a player um, that would definitely be a Hall of Famer in the near future, and that is Adam Vinatieri of the Indianapolis Colts, uh, announced his retirement, uh, I believe, yesterday. For people who do not know, Adam Vinatieri um, is one of the best kickers uh, in NFL history. Uh, you know, was an undrafted free agent an undrafted free agent that continued to just get better and better year to year Benetieri um, just really made his mark um, in the NFL from, from the from the early start you know um, he delivered in many uh, winning situations throughout his career I mean 24 seasons in the NFL 24 seasons in the NFL, just always giving it his all, always giving his all in every single game that he played in, um, you know, he just, uh, he, he won four Super Bowl championships in his career, you know, three of them were with Tom Brady and the Patriots, and he actually had one of the most important kicks in one of those Super Bowls doing an, an excellent job overall um, just being always ready for the moment always ready for the moment putting his effort there putting you know all that concentration you know the nerves that a, a kicker can, can you know feel when you have to when your team puts you in a spot to win the game for them and he always came through he always came through he also played Peyton Manning you know and delivered many many uh Moments with the, with, the, with the you know Indianapolis Colts, you know, obviously former special bond with a lot of teammates, a lot of people throughout the years, and for 24 years, just you know staying healthy first was a, obviously a huge thing for him. 
and just getting better year to year um so you know he just went out and gave it gave it his all and obviously the, the kicking in the nfl like you know kickers and all that they're, they're overlooked a lot they're overlooked a lot because you know they just are on the punt team you know they're on the like the return team and you know mostly that only so it was big to see you know adam and terry like progressing year to year kind of earning his spot earning the respect and appreciation of the colt fans you know he is the all-time leader and points scored for field goals um attempted um postseason wise right there at the top you know he just was always at the top um you know being able to score a lot of uh, field goals attempted and made he, he was just, every record book and kicking history in the nfl he's there at the top and so you know he had a great attitude never got in trouble played uh, very well and even though his last season with the colts wasn't that great you know he still was able to be out there and do well so you know a great career overall uh champion and you know he's one of those kickers in the NFL that a lot of people will miss um because you know you're just so used to seeing him kind of be out there with the Indianapolis Colts for years and years um for almost you know 18 19 years and you know he definitely um you know deserves a lot of appreciation and respect um because you know he had that winning mentality he delivered when they were yet to deliver and you know whenever the team called on him, on him to do something he made it happen he made it happen and so very nice to see him um and his career on his own terms and he will be a future hall of famer in the near future you know he will be a hall of famer and it is just just kind of fascinating to see a lot of these NFL players that you know put so much you know and being un- undrafted um you know isn't a bad thing in the NFL there's been a lot of players throughout history uh, throughout the league that you know may some may have been undrafted but they still end up having great careers and that's the thing with the NFL it's about opportunities it's about growing and the kind of loyalty that Adam Vinatieri's show the same thing that Peyton Manning has done throughout his career a lot of good quarterbacks a lot of wide receivers you know staying loyal to our franchise um and so the Hall of Fame uh, in the NFL I mean it continues to get more and more you know it's very special how they are able to like elect certain people for the first ballot second one um but you know everyone across the board who was getting uh, who has been inducted into the Hall of Fame in years past you know everybody's journey is so special Adam Vinatieri you know not much was expected out of him when he got undrafted you know and he he landed on the, on the Patriots and they ended up staying with him and look what he really turned into so a lot of players who are still playing the NFL who are in their late this is their career um their journeys and their a way of just be, being able to become a leader uh and you know and a professional uh on and off the NFL field is tremendous and i think that it's going to continue uh to be this way you know see a lot more players have great careers and also be able to extend that to coaching to the becoming an analyst to a me- you know working in the media 
as Pat McAfee, who played for the Colts, did. You know, McAfee um, was also undrafted, if I remember correctly, and he, you know, was a, you know, a punter, and he also like has been able to have able to turn it around, able to turn it around in a big time way, and do great. So it's just really great to see a lot of the former NFL players get into get back into, into the NFL in, in some kind of capacity, whether through coaching at a high school level, the college football level. Um, it's just great to see those players get opportunities to come back into the game and give it their expertise, their knowledge. And I, I'm pretty sure we'll, we'll continue to see that more and more throughout the years as some players start to retire. Um, they will you know, come back even stronger, working in, in either a coaching capacity or the media and you just want to continue to have that kind of uh, path so they can keep speaking out. Obviously, there's still a lot of work doing the NFL in terms of coaching and, you know, making it better for a lot of teams around across the NFL. So, um, you know, veterinarian, Adam Veterinarian is going to the Hall of Fame in my books for sure. As most, most people would agree. Um, but, you know, his journey to how he kind of started uh, a lot of NFL players this offseason, ones that are undrafted and are being signed on to these teams, who knows, might be a hidden gem, hidden two or three gems among these players. And to see how their journey goes and what they can, can what they can make out of it will be very special to see um, as it happens in the years to come.